Hi, this is Sherry at the Intentional Home Podcast, where I share tips and resources to help you live with intention and purpose. This is episode number 14, and today we're going to be talking all about the steps that you need to take to get a menu planning system in place. Now, meal planning is one of those areas that can really cause stress if we don't have some kind of a system in place to make sure that we have food on the table when everybody is hungry. So we all know what it's like to have those evening hours creep up on us. It's four o'clock. The kids are starting to get restless and saying, Mom, what's for dinner? I'm hungry. And we don't even have a clue what we're going to fix for dinner. There's no meat thawed. There's no ingredients rounded up. We have no clue. We either end up going out to eat, ordering out, Or fixing something that's quick and easy that is not as good for us, like opening a can or a box and cooking it or heating it up in the microwave. Now, the good news is that it just takes a little bit of planning ahead of time, and you can have this area of your life under control. Not only will your stress level go down, but you'll save money and eat healthier. Now, before we get started on the five steps to get a menu planning system in place, I want to back up a little bit and just talk about kind of the very first step before you even try to start menu planning. And that was what I talked about way back in episode number two. And I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes for you. But in episode number two, we talked about how to organize your recipes. So we all know that there is an abundance of recipes out there from cookbooks that we have, cookbooks that we check out from the library, our own recipes that have been handed down from our family, recipes we find online and we've pinned on Pinterest or saved the links or bookmarked. We have so many different ways and areas that we organize and save recipes. So the very first step before you even start the menu planning process is to have a way to organize those recipes. Have one place where you have everything together. So when we start to work through these steps today, you will have those recipes available and ready to help you. You don't have to worry about trying to remember where that one recipe was that you fixed that your family really liked. So just keep that in mind. If you need to go back and listen to episode two, go ahead and do that before you start listening to today's episode. But I just wanted to put that in there, that that is actually the first step you need to take before you start in on what we're going to talk about today. Okay, let's dig in to the five steps to get a menu planning system in place. The very first step is to make a meals list. Now this is kind of, it's an easy step and it's a fun step and it's one that you can get your whole family involved in. So what you're going to do is you're going to get out a piece of paper and you're going to make a list of your favorite meals, your family's favorite meals. And I would divide it up by breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or if you want to do just like a a main meal and then a breakfast meals, um, because lunch and dinner sometimes can be similar in what you fix. Sometimes it's totally different. So however you want to work that out, make a list for breakfast and lunch and dinner. You could even make a snacks list um, just so you have some snack ideas as well if you want to organize and schedule those into your menu plans. But get your whole family involved. Sit down as a a family with your husband and your kids and ask each of them 
to tell you what their favorite meals are and make that list. Now, obviously, you're probably going to have more meals that you're going to add to your list besides just your family's favorites, but this will give you a good starting point. And down the road, then, if you want to try new recipes and add those, you can add those onto your list. But keep those lists somewhere in a notebook or maybe at the front of your recipe notebook. Um, But keep those lists so that you can always have that as a resource when you go to start making your, your menus. So that's the first step, making those meal lists so that you have one place where you can look at all of the meals that your family loves. Now, the next step is the actual making of your menus. Now, you can make menus in a different, in a lots of variety of, uh, of ways. You can plan your menus one week at a time. You can do two weeks at a time. You could even do a month at a time. It really depends on what you want to tackle. And it may be a good idea just to start with planning one week at a time and getting used to that. Then once you get into a habit of doing that, then go ahead and plan two weeks at a time, which means that you're going to plan your menu for two weeks. You're going to go get your groceries for those that you'll need for those two weeks. And then you're not going to have to menu plan again for another two weeks. Um, I have done the, the two weeks before and it actually was kind of nice. I got the bulk of my shopping done one time and it lasted for two weeks, I still ended up going to the grocery store every week just because, you know, the fresh produce and stuff like that really didn't last the two weeks, you know, like my lettuce and things like that. I almost needed to refresh those every week, but it made those grocery trips in between a lot shorter. So, but you can decide, start with one week and then maybe bump it up to two weeks. And if you want to get really brave, you can do a month at a time. But What I need you to do for this step then is to grab a blank calendar and then choose meals from your meals list that you made in the first step. Choose meals for each day of the week. And what I want you to do is as you're making your menu plans, keep in mind that you may have certain days of the week that are busier than others. So, for example, Wednesday nights, um, if you have church, It might be a little bit of a busier evening, so you may want to plan something more easy to make that night, like maybe a crockpot meal or something like that, that maybe a meal that you could have in the freezer and pull out and just bake it that night. So think about those kinds of things. If you have sporting events, if you have classes or any kind of regular type events that happen on certain days of the week, keep in mind as you're planning those meals to plan the meals according to kind of the time that you're going to have. So don't plan this huge four course meal on an evening where you're going to be busy and you're not going to have a lot of time. So just keep that in mind as you're planning your meals. And then after you get your meal plans made, you're going to put those menu plans in a prominent place, like on the refrigerator. Is it one good place you can do it? And where I have done it before but put it in a place where you can see it easily each day. So the key to that is just so so that you, it's a quick reminder to you what is planned for that day for meals. So you can make sure that you get food out of the freezer, get things started on time. It just is a good reminder. Plus the kids enjoy 
seeing what's for dinner that night or what they're going to have for breakfast the next day. Um, it's just kind of a, a fun way. But keep that menu plan in a prominent place where you can see it. Okay, now that you've got your menus made up, now you're ready to make your grocery list. Now, here is where having all your recipes in one place is going to be a huge blessing. Because if you're going to make your grocery list, you're going to need to know what ingredients you need for all the meals that you're going to fix. And if you don't have your recipes in one place, you're going to be digging through cookbooks, digging through your Pinterest boards, trying to find that recipe that you're wanting to make, trying to, to figure out what, what ingredients that you need. So this is where having all of your recipes in one place is going to be a big help. So you're going to take a look at your meals, your menu plans that you made, go to all the recipes, and then make your grocery list based on what ingredients that you need to buy. Now, here is where, um, well, let me back up a little bit. If you, I'm going to put a link in the show notes on how to make your own recipe book. Um, there's some printables and things that you can help organize. So that is there. I'm also um, going to put some links to some menu planning forms that you can use. They're free to print out. Um, they're just, some of them are pretty. Some of them are more just kind of plain, but those are kind of fun to have some different things to kind of make your menu planning more interesting and pretty for you. Uh, and there's also, I think on the one page I'm going to link up there, there's also uh, like a master grocery list that you can print out that has uh, areas for each of the different types of groceries and foods that you get just to kind of help you organize like refrigerated stuff and freezer stuff and fresh produce and canned goods and, you know, so that when you're going through your recipes, you can just jot down in the right area the ingredients that you need. And then when you go shopping, it makes it just easier to have them kind of organized. So that is step three then is to make your grocery list, go through all your recipes, look at all the ingredients that you need, write down on your grocery shopping list, all of the things that you do not have on hand that you're going to need to buy. So once you have all of that done, then it is time to go shopping. Now, once, this is probably the easiest part, because if you're like me, I am, um, when I go shopping, I don't really, I'm probably maybe unusual because I don't actually go and just wander through the store and look at stuff. And I, I have my list and I go and I get what's on my list. I check out and I come home. Um, that's just the way I am. Uh, you may not shop that way and that's fine. But once you have your list, then you can go ahead and go to the store. You know exactly what you need. You're not wandering down the aisles thinking, oh, what did I need for that recipe? And then you end up going up and down the aisles 10 times because you forgot something. So once you have your recipe, uh, your grocery shopping list all made out, you're organized, you go to the store, do your shopping, Come home, put the groceries away, and then you can rest, knowing that you're prepared for the coming week. You've got meals planned, you've got ingredients in the cupboard and in the refrigerator, and you're ready to go. So that's the fourth step, is to actually go shopping and getting all that done. The fifth step is then to prepare the meals. Now, what you're going to need to do here is that probably it's a good idea the night before, before you go to bed, to look at your menu for the next day. See if there's meat that you need to get out of the freezer 
for the for dinner or lunch the next day, go ahead and pull that out and stick it in the fridge. Um, it's just a good idea to have uh, prepared in your mind too what you're going to be fixing, so that when the day comes, you know exactly what's what's on the the menu for the day. So that's the fifth step is just preparing the meal, and sometimes that's the hard part. Sometimes it's the easy part, depending on if you love to cook. But it's so much easier to get in the kitchen and get dinner fixed or lunch fixed or breakfast fixed. It's so much easier when you know what you're going to make. There's nothing more frustrating than going in the kitchen, opening up the fridge, opening up the freezer, trying to figure out what you have, what you could throw together to make. It's just stressful. And so having all of this prepared ahead of time takes so much of that stress away and just helps make the whole meal planning process easier and it helps you get healthy meals on the table, saving you money, providing healthier meals for your family, and just taking a lot of that stress off of you. So those are the five steps for getting a menu planning system in place. Now, before I close, I just want to share a few menu planning tips. And these are just a few things that have helped me over the years. And, you know, as I've said before, uh, just take the things that you think that would help you and use them. If you, if it's not going to work for you, that's great. You know, this systems and tips and things that you hear about online, sometimes they work for some people and sometimes they don't work. So just try out some of these different things. See what works for you. As far as the menu planning, Maybe it works better for you just to do a week at a time. That's what I've ended up going back to, just doing one week at a time. But if you want to do more, go for it. See if it works. Okay, meal planning tips. Um, The first one is cook meat in bulk. Now, this is something, to be honest, I haven't done a lot recently, but I used to do this all the time, and it saved so much time, and I really need to get back to it. But let me give you an example. If you buy a bunch of hamburger, and sometimes you can buy the big three-pound or five-pound, you know, chubs of of meat, what you can do is you can cook that in the crock pot, and you just cook it on high, keep stirring it and breaking it up throughout the day. You can add in some minced onion and garlic powder if you want to while it cooks, and once that hamburger is all done, you can drain it in the colander, rinse it with water, and I found that when you rinse it with water, it actually helps the flavor of the meat when you freeze it, not to get that greasy taste. So um, drain it, rinse it with water, let the meat cool really good, and then scoop two to three cups of meat in freezer bags and freeze. Now that two to three cups is about a pound or a little more than a pound of hamburger. So it's kind of in meal-sized portions. For recipes because a lot of recipes call for one pound or two pounds. So you can use that meat then whenever you need some ground beef or sloppy joes or casseroles or spaghetti or pizza or enchiladas. You can pull it out of the freezer the night before and let it thaw in the refrigerator and you've got your meat already cooked and ready to go into your recipe. And you can also do that with, uh, with chicken. You can, I've done this before where I've grilled a bunch of chicken breasts and then I've cubed them up and put them in Ziploc bags so that the chicken is ready to go into soups or casseroles or salads or whatever. So that's one tip is to cook meat in bulk. Another one that I've 
talked about before, I think, is to doubling up your meal preparation. If you're making a meal that can be frozen, why don't you double or triple the recipe and freeze the extra for another day? Or you'll have an extra meal in the freezer if you have a friend who is needing help with a meal or you've got a friend with a new baby or someone who is sick and just needs an easy meal. So double up meal preparation when you can and stick those extra meals in the freezer for a day that gets crazy and you can just pull one out and cook it. Another tip is to use Google Calendar for your meal planning. And I'll get this, uh, I'll go into this a little bit deeper in another podcast I'm going to do coming up about uh, apps and different things online that you can use to plan your menus. But um, you can use Google Calendar and actually set up your menus in Google Calendar and have them repeat. If you have a month of meals set up, you can just have them repeat every month or do a couple months or three months worth of meals and then rotate them. So there's all different ways that you can use Google Calendar to um, to set up your menu plans. And I've, like I've said before, I've included in the, the show notes, I've included links where you can download some menu planning forms. So you can feel free to use those if you want more of a paper version. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to get more into the digital options for planning menus later. But, um, but for now, just use those printable forms and use those to plan out your menus. And I hope this has given you some helpful ideas of how you can get started getting your menu planning system in place and getting a little more organized. Just remember that find a system that works for you. If planning a week at a time is what works best for you, then do it. Don't feel guilty that you're not planning a whole month and doing this grandiose plan of menu planning. Just do what works for you. Because like I've always said, the important thing is that you have a plan and that the plan is working for you. It does no good to have a plan if it doesn't work and you're not using it. So take some time. Start with one week. If you're not, if you're not currently doing any kind of menu planning, start with one week and plan out those menus, get your groceries, and then enjoy having less stress in your life because you've gotten this area in your life organized. So I hope that has helped you and given you some ideas to spur you on to start menu planning and getting this area in your life organized. So thank you again for joining me here at the Intentional Home Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Intentional Home Podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. For more information about my podcast and to see the show notes with links to resources that I mentioned in the episodes, go to my podcast page at sherrygram.com forward slash podcast. Thanks and have a wonderful day.